For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. On SENSA, welcome to The Sandful Show. For Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians, the Host Plus Sandful League is just warming up. Feeling those game day vibes? Nothing beats it. Good afternoon and welcome to the Sample Show on SENSA. Thanks to Host Plus, the Sample Week. Are the kids entertained because nothing beats it at the Sample? Thanks to Host Plus. Miles Fitzner with you as I'm joined by former SANFL superstar. He's the star of SEN Breakfast in South Australia. His name is Andrew Hayes. He joins me. How are you, Hayes? Really kind intro from you, Fitzy. I was going to keep going with it. You sort of looked at me like to shut up. I can't tell you how much of a pleasure it is to be here sitting with you doing it this week. Uh, starting to get some some really good solid results. I feel like the ladder's starting to really sort itself out as we get towards the end of the season. 19 round season with 13 rounds done. Um, and the Roosters still looking outstanding on top of the ladder, followed by the Crows, the Bays, Nord and Sturt, the round out the top five. Surprising though as well, you've got some genuinely good sides in the Eagles and South who are sitting outside the five. We're going to deep dive into that uh, in a minute into each game, but we've got a massive show coming oh, up too. Uh, Roy, Roy Lehman to join us from the Eagles. Jared Wright, coach of South. Mm. Marty Matner, coach of Sturt. Uh, plenty to cover. Uh, what's your highlight of the round? Like Adelaide belting Glenelg for mine and the Kraut show. That's, you know, it's been a long time, since I think, since Glenelg have copped a hiding like that. No. Uh, and in particular, you're right, the Crows. I mean, early on in the season when... Crouch came back, and I think he came back. His first game was against West Adelaide. He had about 36. He did it again the next week. Went back into the AFL system. Um, it's going to be very, very interesting as to what happens tomorrow with the AFL selection, if Crouch is in or out and playing in the sample. He's on the nose, isn't he? They don't... It, like, you go back... If you, you go back and have 42-11 clearances, two goals, and you don't get picked the following week, you're mm, out. You're done. Yeah, and that's off the back of a 42-disposal performance last week, week as well. So, but, I mean, if he stays in the sample... He could be wearing a McGarry medal at the end of the season. I mean, Riley Knight might have something to say about that. But the Crows are looking really, really good. They can win it. The Bays, absolutely, they can win it. Yep. Uh, the Bays would have been absolutely shocked from that one. But the other thing as well to take out of that game, Tariq Newchurch nearly kicked one of the absolute all-time goals that you will see. Just got touched right at the end of the line. But I'm starting to uh, digress just a little bit. Good to see Brett Turner as well play for the Crows against Glenelg. They had the opportunity, the new rules would say that uh, Glenelg can say, no, 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 you're not playing against us because you came from us. You left us in the mid-season to go play for these guys. It's not fair. Credit to Glenelg and Brett Hand saying, look, that's fine. He's allowed to play. And he actually played pretty well. Yeah, he certainly did. Um, it's kind of surprising. The Doggies get over the Panthers by one point at the Ponderosa. Huge game. Huge game uh, for Central Districts. For everyone involved, not just the players, for Paul Thomas and his development as a senior coach. Um, that is their third win of the year. And it's been really, really hard to get some wins. And... Who would have thought that they'd knock off the Panthers? That's a big upset. I mean, they knocked off the Eagles a few weeks ago as well, which was an even yeah. better upset. But uh, there's plenty to work with the doggy land. North Adelaide destroy Port Adelaide. One goal for Port Adelaide to 2016. Port Adelaide's lowest score since 1909. Wow. Over 100 years. So oh, they'll get plenty more AFL injections this weekend and you expect a better performance when they come up against the Eagles. But... um. 
That was a poor piece of club history. Sturt over the blood's kind of expected. I want to touch on this, though. The Red Legs, they're making a charge for it. 90 to 66. They roll the Eagles, and now they sort of uh, cement their spot in the top uh, five. And we're going to speak to Rory Liam just to get his thoughts on that game in particular. But uh, the Eagles are in a bit of a tough patch. Their future doesn't absolutely look certain, but... Your boys, Red Legs, charging at the right time. They are having a proper crack, the Red Legs. We do, well, when we have a crack, we have a crack with Host Plus. The Host Plus Sample League is just mm. warming up and feel those game day vibes. Nothing beats it. Hazy, we have to jump to our first break, my friend. And on the other side of this, we're going to chat to Rory Lehman from the Eagles to see what he has to say. Plenty more to come on the Sample Show right here on SENSA. On SENSA, welcome to the Sample Show. For Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians. The Host Plus Sandful League is just warming up. Feeling those game day vibes? Nothing beats it. Welcome back to the Sandful Show. Miles Fitzner, Andrew Hayes on SENSA. Thanks to Host Plus, the Sandful League. Kids entertained? Nothing beats it. Uh, Hazy, always love our player chats when we go to our player interviews on the Sandful Show. And we've got a bloke that's just airborne on Media Street. Yeah, it's a bloke who's really, really launched himself uh, on the media platforms very, very recently as well. It's a bloke who um, has got several other jobs as well outside of football, but most importantly, doing some really, really good things for the Eagles. In saying that's not the result that they would have liked on the weekend. Of course, speaking of their key defender, Rory Lehman, good afternoon to you, Rory. Hey, fellas, how are we? Sorry if the noise is a little bit loud. Had a motorcycle go past on the way to work. That's all right, mate. Yeah. Very kind intro there. No, well, take us through it. Um, before we get stuck into the footy stuff, you're a man of many, many talents outside of football. What's going on? Yeah, so I'm uh, partnerships exec down at the Sample as well. So uh, I got that job when I crossed over from Melbourne and then I'm also a uh, casual PT as well. So I kept doing that. That was my trade by choice when I finished school. So PT with the F45 Kidman Park in the mornings. So the PT stuff, Rory, just so that when the shirt gets pulled off on Instagram, that the, the, the lick count just continues to rise? You just never know when men's health are going to call for a cover shirt. <laughs> That's exactly right. I think a few of the boys have been asking for tips lately. I, uh, I got a bit of slack for it early in my days, but after a while, they've seen my media street take off, as you said, and they're thinking, geez, maybe I need to get in and... Have a one-on-one session with Rory. Yeah. No, mate, it sounds like jealousy on their parts. Uh, <laughs> definitely not, on mine. <laughs> definitely on Fitzy's. <laughs> uh, although Fitzy's just about to uh, tune up his body, as we know, uh, summer bodies are made in winter. Uh, mate, take us Absolutely through right. your journey from uh, Victoria over to the Sample, first of all. Yep, so um, I played in the, what was it, the NAB League in our under-18s growing up and, and couldn't quite make it going through then so I went back to local footy and played seniors and had a scout from Coburg VFL say hey uh, we're interested come on over so I went over there for a couple of seasons um, was actually fortunate enough to co-captain back when I was 21 years old so I was, when you're that old and you're co-captain of VFL so you think AFL is the destination but unfortunately a few injuries here and there were just hamstring issues over the time and uh, probably form as well so, um, I kind of Got over footy a little bit, so I went back to local footy right as COVID hit. And we didn't have football at all in Victoria. It wasn't as fortunate as SA. Um, so I thought this, there's got to be more. Maybe I've got one more crack in me. And I knew a few of the boys from back home had played at the Eagles. And they said, if you're going to do it, go to the Sample, mate. It's the best outside of AFL. And they went wrong. And I came over to SA, took a punt, 
And Luke Powell, I love the man, the CEO of the Eagles, but he takes his time with communications. And I came over and hadn't heard from him. And I was dreading it. I was going, what have I done? What have I done? And then he called me and goes, hey, mate, you, you coming in or what? So, yeah, a couple of days out from pre-season night one. Went on down and haven't looked back. Gee, just <laughs> left it like Luke, they call him. Um, oh. <laughs> geez, you could hear the relief. terrified. <laughs> I know. Hey, so what do I do? I, was, I need to find a local club. <laughs> Roz, uh, mate, tell us about at Coburg. Who were some of the stars you, you were playing with uh, or alongside there? Uh, so we had a couple um, run through. Like Armoured Saad had come back down, so I absolutely loved playing with him as well because he had a 20-minute run-up when he was going into goal, so always got a rest when you're down back. <laughs> uh, and then some of the others, like Danny Union, who's still a, a VFL veteran, I think he had like 10 years, was running around. Uh, Adam started just left. Michael Hartley was down there. He was really good for my development down back. He ended up going to Essendon for their top-up players. So having key players like that around you um, was really strong competition. We're just unfortunately going up against AFL, so many AFL-listed sides, and it makes it hard. I mean, I remember versing Collingwood, and they had 18 AFL-listed players back in their heyday. And it was extremely hard when you're running around playing on a Chris Dawes or a all those type of likes. I mean, Ben Brown was running around the VFL, so it was yeah. It definitely made me grow up a little bit quick. Um, Roy, so who, who were your mates that had stints in the sample that pointed you in this direction? Uh, Andrew, Andrew, and Lockie Carey had both been at the Eagles. Um, Brett Eddy also was in the sample. I know he was South and Port, but he um, was playing footy with him, and he said, "If you're going to go over and join the Eagles, you're not doing too bad there, mate. They're a pretty good club, so." Yeah, it was pretty handy for them to put in the recommendation and put me in contact with Luke. Uh, mate, last year, of course, played in the Premiership. What was that like? And take us through, uh, I suppose, your, your selection because it wasn't absolutely guaranteed until you played. Yeah, it was actually a funny story behind that. Um, I, I worked my way back. I started the year, then got dropped, uh, and then worked my way back into the side by around 17. I thought, how good is this? I've timed this well. Uh, and then did my answering two minutes into the final against Norwood, and I thought we'd done, but Geordie uh, Salah, the greatest SNC I've ever come across, um, thought, no, we've got enough time, mate, let's do everything right. And then the Thursday morning, so we've just got through a full training on Wednesday, and I thought, I'm a chance here. Unfortunately, Goldie was out, so there was a spot. Sheets called me and said, hey, mate, you're not allowed to tell anyone, but we're going to go, yeah, we're going to pick you. And then half an hour later, he called back and said, actually, it looks like it's going to rain. Hold off. We might go small. <laughs> so I've been told I'm in and then told I'm out. And then he called back and said, no, nah, no, nah, we'll go with you. We're going to stick with you. You've got McBean. So I've gone from in to out to playing on the best forward in the comp. Oh, how's that like, for a yeah, roller coaster? It's an emotional roller coaster. Rory, and what? he said, don't tell anyone, but I already told all my mates. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, whoa, mate, you can't do that to me. Did you go with the, did you have to text them back and say, just hold five, don't get your tickets yet? <laughs> yeah, they messaged back saying, are you joking? I thought, actually, I might be. Hang on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ross, what's it like? Uh, we always like uh, our, our friend of the show and, and great friend, here in Adelaide, Daniel Menzel. What's it like having the Menzels in the team? They have a bit of a strut around the Eagles when they sort of <laughs> sort of walk around the club. He, he likes to kick a few. He's a big name. Uh, kick four on the weekend. He's a big rooster at, at the Eagles. Uh, didn't he kick four? He walks off and tells you as well. And I love it. <laughs> uh, Dan, Dan's been incredible. He's a great leader. 
Uh, and then I reckon that's been the biggest growth for me this year as well. It's over the preseason, we kind of had a bit of a rivalry and I played on him every session. And any one-on-one, any, uh, anything that was wrestling right through to running, we partnered up and um, he makes sure you push through. Uh, and I love it because he, he can talk, but his actions speak louder than words sometimes. I mean, he's leading the goal kicking and he trains harder than anyone and makes sure that he's doing everything right. Troy, on the other hand, just loves to talk, I think. I think even when he was out for weeks, he'd still tell you how good he is. <laughs> he's not exactly uh, right at the pointy end of the uh, 1K time trial as well, I'm guessing, Troy. <laughs> no, he's not. He's always conveniently sick those mornings. Or he goes off and does it by himself and then submits his time. And I think, hang on, mate. Those times don't add up. I reckon he jumped on one of those scooters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, Roy, let's uh, straighten up just for a second because a bit of a disappointing result on the weekend, 24-point loss to Norwood. Um, take us through it. You probably would have had a review by now. Uh, what did the coach, Jay Sheedy, have to say? Uh, oh, pretty um, hit us between the eyes. I mean, he's very honest, Sheeds, and I love that. It's not the result we wanted. Uh, we just weren't desperate enough, and Norwood were. Uh, they came in with a game plan and executed it well, and um, we've just got to find that hunger. And uh, as, I've, as I've said before, it's when you're on top for so long, teams come after you. It doesn't matter who they are or what they're playing for. That's their big game for them, and we've got to learn that that's going to be every week against us. Teams don't take us lightly, and, and we shouldn't take anyone lightly. Not that we do, but We've got to make sure we bring our A game every week. And it's come down to that now. You're fighting for finals. We've put ourselves in this position and got a tough run home. And it's up to us now. If we want to play finals, it falls in our court. So really make sure we hit the track hard tomorrow night and we'll have a game plan going into Port Adelaide this week. And then we've got to execute it. You're saying tough run home. They've kicked one goal four last week. Port Adelaide. Uh, uh, I don't, I don't like on. to look ahead. Come on, the come on, Rory. The top three. <laughs> uh, yeah, we do. We, they might have players back in. You don't know. You don't know with those AFL listed players. Um, but then, yeah, Port, and then we've got Glenelg, North Adelaide, and Adelaide. So, and you'd want to be, you want to be. If you win them, you play finals. Yeah. Simple as that. So, yeah. No, I think Making you, sure we kick it off. I think you're spot on there with uh, or not underestimating point. I think there'll be some some big changes and some key players coming back uh, via the sample, mate. Just a, a quick word on your development over the last sort of year and a half as well. You must be happy that uh, not only are you getting a game at Woodville West Torrens, but I mean I don't want to embarrass you here, but you're one of the better defenders in the competition. It's been a rapid rise. Yeah, I'm very happy to be out in the park consistently again this year. Um, it is a rapid rise, I guess externally but internally Sheed sets high goals and he said to me at the end of last year he, he really believes that I could be one of the best defenders in the comp um, we've just got to work for it and that's one of those things where you sit down with someone like Menzel and say alright let's buddy up together and make sure we're doing everything right and I came back as fit as I had over the pre-season and they've, um, they've just got the trust in you as well I mean he, he puts me down back on the best forwards each week and he trusted I'll get the job done. So it's kind of like you don't want to have anyone down as well. And he puts the faith in me. I want to repay that favour. So I am thrilled though with how I'm going. Unfortunately, at fullback though, when the team starts to struggle, it is a little bit harder. Um, so I'm sure we'll get right in that second half of the year. Rory, I'm sure you've uh, got the rig in great nick for a little bit of oil heading in towards the summer. You're killing it on Media Street, my friend. Thanks for joining us. Best of luck against Port Adelaide and, uh, yeah, go the full backs. 
Yeah, thanks very much. Mate. We need a highlights clip of fullbacks. There's not many. Yeah. <laughs> Usually, I was just sitting in the square watching the goals go over. Yeah. I appreciate the time, fellas. It's been good. Hey, Rory, just another quick one. I mean, you you might be the the new star of Eagles Radio. How's this going to sit with Jimmy Tumpus? Yeah, I know. Uh, I don't think he's taken that lightly. He's made it very clear it's a one-off, <laughs> and I'm not taking his spot. <laughs> he, uh, I'm sure he'll be back in in no time. Yeah, good stuff. Good man. Uh, good luck this weekend. Uh, thanks, fellas. Yeah. What a ripping fella, Rory. He's, <laughs> he's just here belted it out. Rapid rise. Things are going well. Eagles Radio, you can hear it here on SEN. Anyway, uh, Hazy, on that though, uh, on SEN, we've got to go to a break because we have breaks here at this radio station mm-hmm. and Studio Lumo on the other side of this. So we go to the top of the tree. What a superstar Marty Matner is. Absolutely. Looking forward to that chat. Stick around. This is uh, The Sample Show on 1629 SENSA. Back soon. On SENSA, welcome to The Sample Show. For Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians. The Host Plus Sandful League is just warming up. Feeling those game day vibes? Nothing beats it. Welcome back to the Sample Show. Miles Fitzner, Andrew Hayes, keeping the kids entertained at the Host Plus Sandful League this weekend. Nothing beats it. Hazy, we go to a bloke that's well travelled, a good southeast boy too. They breed them well down there in the southeast, mm-hmm. Hazy. Uh, a lot of good products to come out of that area. From the small town of Kaikai, ended up playing 222 AFL games. He's a coach of Sturt. He's a two-time premiership coach and a premiership player in the AFL. We speak of Marty Matner. How are you, Marty? Very good, guys. How are you? Going well. Going well. Marty, uh, I want to start with uh, just going back a little bit. You're at Coomandook. Um, went to school at Coomandook. You played footy at peak <laughs> up the hill there at uh, at Peak, which I've had the pleasure of kicking up or down the hill there at Peak, but it's a, it's, it's a long way. Not many people know those towns in the southeast. No, nah, there's not much uh, going on back home at the moment. Um, yeah, no, they're very small towns, but, yeah, great community vibe, I guess, from footy. And, um, you know, you go to footy on the Saturday with family, friends, you know, schoolmates, that sort of stuff. So it was a pretty good place to grow up. Your old man was umpiring out there, wasn't he, for a while? Yeah, he was on firing probably up until, I reckon, a few years ago. He used to fill in a little bit. Um, I think he then he then had a hip replacement a couple, well, last year. So I think that might put an end to his uh, umpiring career. Hey, Marty, just uh, on Kai Kai, I'm just uh, doing a quick bit of research as well. <laughs> don't, don't, don't go too hard here. Don't go too the, hard uh, here. Notable alumni that's graduated Kai Kai. It's just Marty Matner. So <laughs> that's it. There's got to be a sign or at least something saying that Marty Matner grew up here, surely. No, it's not. It's, it's called, it's, uh, there's an engineering firm, like a welding fabrication place. It's the home of the stone roller. That's what it's, that's what it's known for in the farming community, I guess. Um, so... Uh, yeah, so but yeah, there's not many people. I think there's about population about sort of 10, 15 at the moment. <laughs> well, they, they, uh, they could save on a sign, Marty, because you wouldn't need one at either end of the town. They could just do a sign and double back it. You're entering Marty Matna territory, and on the other side of it, you could say you're entering Marty Matna territory because either way, it only takes you 10 seconds to drive through it. Correct. No, it's um, no, it's a good little town. It's um, surprising how, like I said, like real community down there at the moment. And um, I know footies, there's some things going on down there with footy and the community side of things that they're working really hard to try and rectify. You know, there's, a, there's talks about mergers and leagues closing, but in terms of, you know, that sort of stuff, it's been, they've 
clubs come together and they're stronger and they're trying to yeah, keep their clubs going down there. Marty, uh, just before we get into some of the serious stuff, did when you sort of had the break from coaching in the sample, did you go up and, and sort of help? Was it Fraser Evans you helped up in the Barossa? Was it at Capunda or just went up there and had a bit of a break? Is that right? Yeah, so I, um, I sort of like, because I didn't, didn't do much coaching in for a little while there. I was I was working for a, a mate who's in the building game, and so I was doing some stuff there. And I just sort of wanted to keep involved in coaching. So I spoke to Fraser, and um, he sort of said that he'd like some help. And so I went and watched a couple. I went and watched one of his games and helped him with his um, coaching courses that he was doing. Uh, and then went and helped Scotty McMahon and Imperials in Murraybridge as well. Um, and so just yeah, just sort of. Help those guys out, um, and just with their coaching. I mean, they've just started in their careers of coaching, um, so it was, yeah, just a mentoring type role, I guess you would say, um, with those couple of players. So, we, were you out of the sample system long enough uh, when you were over at the Crows to notice much of a difference in the game and also the Sturt Footy Club? Um, not really. I mean, the game, the game as a whole changes. You know, like the the way it's played, and but in general, it was pretty similar to, I guess, the game and the way it's played and the sample was all pretty similar. So that was a that was an easy thing for myself, I guess, to know that that was, you know, same and there wasn't much change. Um, but, yeah, there wasn't a massive change I, wouldn't have, I didn't see. So, so no doubt you're happy at Sturt right now, but is there is there ambitions or even unfinished business that you want to tick off in terms of the AFL stuff? Um, tough one. Never say never, but right now, currently, the um, I'm very happy to loving being back at the club. Um, in terms of like the work-life balance and family, it fits really well with us. Um, a couple of younger kids are at school, and um, you know I get to be able to see them on weekends. I've only missed I think one or two of their you know soccer and footy on Saturday mornings. Um, so, like in terms of the family side of things, it's 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 a great balance for us. Um, and like I said, I've been out very lucky, been able to see nearly all my kids sport this year on a Saturday morning and a Sunday morning, which um, which I'm really enjoying because they're at the age where now they, they're starting to really get into their sport. The eldest you know, loves his footy um, and the youngest is just starting to get into his soccer and footy as well. So, yeah, that's that's sort of the part of where we're at with our lives um, that I'm really enjoying at the moment. Is there 100 games for father-son? Uh, if so, then I guess uh, we're father-son selection. We're talking about the Swans. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's a Swans man as well. So, um, and one of them's a Port. I don't know how that's happened, but um, <laughs> one is Port at the moment. So the the old uh, Port uh, Swans game the other day we went to, and the youngest was very happy that Port got up. So um, there's a few issues going around the house at the moment with who's better and Port and Swans and stuff. So um, interesting times at the moment. Just on that, Marty, do you consider yourself more of a Swan than a Crow? Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, I do. I think the premiership's the difference, like, um, and I guess also, too, that it was sort of the end of my career as well, so, um, yeah, I feel like that those two things, being at the end of my career and also winning a premiership there, is just a different different bond with the club and the, and the group of players that I played with there. Probably worked out okay, 98 games at the Crows, you'd, then you'd just sort of get left off most of the function invite lists, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Interesting that year. I think I was emergency three times as well. So um, I think if I played, all, oh, it would have been a hundred there. So uh, it is what it is. Sometimes those things happen. But um, it's um, yeah, like I enjoyed my time at Adelaide, and um, yeah, 
enjoy both clubs and they've both got different, I guess, positives and areas that you know you, you don't get along with some things. But both have been really enjoyable times in my in my life and my footy career. Mate, let's talk about the footy uh, so far this year. So Sturt, seven wins, five losses, sitting inside the top five. Um, at this point of the season, how do you assess where you guys are at? Oh, I definitely think, you know, we, we're happy with where we sit in terms of wins and losses. Um, it's probably just been a couple of the losses have just been, you know, probably not the way we wanted to play, and that's probably the, the disappointing thing. I think we've played some really good positive footy when we're winning, probably just been a couple of losses have just been sort of unstirt-like, I think. We've had a few scores of 100 points against us. So defensively, we've still got some areas to work on. Um, but I think, you know, in, in overall, I think we're in a pretty good spot, um, especially with our, our group. And we've had some injuries throughout the year and stuff like that. But um, in terms of development of our younger guys, again, we've got some games into some younger players and, and we still had a few debutants issue as well. So, um, yeah, it's been a positive year. Mate, we're hearing that uh, Paddy Wilson might be in a bit of trouble. Has he aggravated a shoulder? He did on the weekend. Um, positive was he was at training last night and was he was positive as well. So um, we will see again. He'll have to he'll see, he have scans and X-rays and lots of stuff, and uh, and we'll see what happens. But yeah, hopefully it's not as bad as first thought, um, and hopefully we see him again this year. Marty, tell us about Casey Voss. Um, look, Hazy and I are both doing a bit of digging come mid-season draft time, and it was, uh, I think the media was sort of keen that he was going to go, but when he actually did some digging, it didn't seem like there was a lot of interest in club land, and that showed with him not getting picked up. Do, do you think uh, it's going to come at some point, or is there something maybe that, that, that they're not seeing that, that they need to um, for him to go to the next level? Yeah, that's a great question. <laughs> I, I think a lot of the clubs know they know enough about him already. Like his draft year got a fair bit of publicity, and he was in the media a fair bit. Then I think, as I said, I don't think clubs do much, you know, investigation because they know what he's they know what he is and they know what he's like. Um, so that, again, that can be you know a positive and a negative because they know what he's like. They probably go well. We'll try to go with someone else, but then I guess the other part of it is it's the unknown. I, th- I think he's good enough to play at the next level um, and have an impact. And I think that watching some of the players on lists and some of the players that play AFL footy and, and on the list, I think he's you know he's better than some. But then there's a lot of players that have had that you know story about you know they're better than other players on list, but they just don't get an opportunity. So um, oh, for Casey, I I hope that he gets an opportunity at AFL level at some stage, but. Um, I'm being a selfish coach and I love him at our club and I love him to stay because he's such an important player for our group. Yeah, look, from a sample point of view as well, it's, it's good to have him in the competition. Were you surprised, though, Marty, at the lack of interest? Uh, yes, yes and I said yes and no. Like, I think clubs have done their homework on him in the past. So um, I guess it's the one of... It's that opportunity, and I get you know whatever happens with footy and the mid-season draft and supplementary and all those things. Like, I think he, I'd love him to get a go at you know going to train at a club because I think then he'd be able to showcase what he can do, and the clubs might then actually see what he can bring to the group. So, um, but again, it's an opportunity. Like most players, it's all about opportunity and getting that opportunity and the timing of when you do. Um, taking on the Crows on Sunday at home. Ooh. If Matt Crouch is playing, what do you do with him, and what can you do with him? 
Yeah, well, I guess that's the question. Do you tag him? Do you not tag him? Because um, he had, what, 40-something on the weekend. In two. One or two. So, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a tough one. Um, I guess that's the other part of it. It's the strawn factor as well. Like, if you've got strawn putting it where he wants, then, you know, that does help their midfield. So, yeah, that's something that I guess we'll discuss at match committee on Wednesday night. And I guess with the two players that we got out in terms of two midfielders, We'll have a discussion about like who comes in because Joel Tealy hurt his hamstring on the weekend. Um, so, and Pat Wilson will see. Hopefully, he gets up, but I think it'd be doubtful at this stage. So, um, we might have two changes there. So again, we'll discuss what their best makeup is, and yeah, that's a, definitely an option. Is a run with with Crouch because um, he's he's a very good player and he's very damaging. Yeah, it's eleven clearances and eight inside fifties he's had as well. So it's also where he's getting the footy, Marty. Yeah. No, that's true. And, that, and that's, that's the damaging part about it is he's not only is he having eight inside 50s, he's then kicking two goals and he's getting clearances as well. So, yeah, that's I guess that's the combination of being such a great player and someone who's, you know, been a best and first and AFL club is they're going to be that top-end player in their sample. Marty, always like having fellow blokes from the southeast on the show, mate. Um, and, uh, look, uh, um, let's go to Kai Kai. We can go to the pub at uh, Tintanara or something like that one day. Maybe have a beer. We've just got to go an hour up the road. Always good to chat to you, mate. Best of luck for the rest of the season. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. Marty Matner there, coach of the Sturt Footy Club. And, yeah, what do you do about Matt Kraut? You have to. You, like, I think it's just an absolute – if he's had 11 clearances and 41 – you have to. You have to put. It's someone's job just to stop him. That's yeah. it. It's 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 an uneducated view to say that. Oh, look, he just gets heaps of the ball. It's not easy to get forty-one touches each and every time. He's averaging about thirty-eight or thirty-nine in his sample season this year from his five or so games. So, how many times did you have forty-one? How many times did I have forty-one across two games, two or three games, yeah, a few times? <laughs> it's it's like forty-one. Sorry. I've had a discussion with a mate the other day. I reckon the most disposal I ever had in a game was about twenty-five. Really? <laughs> Most disposals Matt Crouch will have in a game at some stage for the rest of his life will be about 60, I reckon. Yeah. I saw, I saw a bloke get 56 once. Yeah. Um, anyway, haul. let's go to a break. Uh, thanks to Host Plus. The Sample League is just warming up. Feeling those game day vibes. Nothing beats it. Uh, on the other side of this, we're going to chat to South Adelaide coach Jared Wright. More to come. On SENSA, you're listening to The Sample Show. For Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians. The Host Plus Sandful League is just warming up. Feeling those game day vibes? Nothing beats it. Welcome back to the Sample Show. Thanks to Host Plus, the Sample League. Kids entertain, nothing beats it. Miles Fitzner, Andrew Hayes. And, well, we've had uh, we've had a player, one coach on, and we go to a coach it well. I uh, I think their system and how they go about it, Hazy, is one of the best in the business. We speak of Jared Wright, and he joins us, coach of South Adelaide. How are you, Jared? Good, thanks, boys. How are you? Going well, going well. Mate, the one thing I've always wanted to ask you is uh, how often do you bring up that you got taken in the super draft? Luke Hodge, Chris Judd, Bartell. <laughs> you can just, that, that's got to be – there's not many that get to kick around that say they're in that draft. <laughs> Skip a few picks and then Jared Wright. <laughs> yeah, probably after four or five years, it probably starts to, to get a little bit more. But, um, no, it was a long time ago. Very fortunate, but um, – Certainly, uh, certainly far past me now. Mate, before we talk about uh, what's happening right now, take us through your footy journey. So, I mean, what was that time like, and especially spending a couple of years up there at Brisbane? Yeah, it was probably um, it was probably realistically like 
three or four years, probably about four or five years pre like, into professional sport. I reckon, you know, probably in the late 90s still, there was, you know, still part-time footballers and working. And um, so I guess the pathway, you know, coming through was still not as professional as, as it is now. Um, you know, the talent programs that all the state players are in and, um, you know, they're in it for the whole year. And, you know, that, this was the time when you just play for your club and you'd have a, a three-week training block um, to get into the state team and you'd play three games in, in a week and that was sort of where you, you got to, um, I guess, put your, your, your talent on display. And um, back in the day, the draft was not televised. It was, you know, all done by phone and radio. And, um, yeah, so it's, it's certainly changed now. But it was a great experience for a couple of years. Um, you know, a lot of the... A lot of the the Brisbane players have obviously been very, very successful footy club and now turning into successful coaches. And, um, yeah, um, it's, it's certainly... I look back on it with fond memories, but, geez, it's 20... I think it's 20 years ago now, so it was a... <laughs> makes me feel a little bit older. It's an interesting one, though. You get drafted into Brisbane in 2001, and that's arguably one of the great dynasties of any football club uh, in AFL history. Superstars, Sean Hart, Akermanis, Voss, Black, Lappin. I mean, these are guys that are the biggest names in, in football. Did, was it, were, you just, were you just up there thinking, geez, what am I doing here? Or and I know that... People have said, I've heard Simon Black comment before about how it was even segmented about where they trained at Brisbane at the time. They were the bit like they were flying, but you could tra- be training anywhere. The facilities weren't that great. But, I mean, th- this, these are Hall of Famers. Yeah, the, the names you reel off. I mean, look at the team photo, and it's, it's, it's quite funny, to be honest, with the people you're sitting around. But, um, you know, Leppage and the Scott brothers and McRae and... Um, you know, Darrell White, you know, Ackermanis, like you said, there's a, there's a fair few, you know, quality players through there and, um, you yeah, learn a lot. Um, obviously, I was only there for a couple of years. It was pretty hard midfield to get into, not going <laughs> to lie. But, um, yeah, you know, come back here and played Sample for, you know, until I, I think I retired at 20, 26 or 27 and uh, got into the coaching caper and um, started my journey, which I love my, my passion of, of coaching now and, um, you know, on a journey with South Adelaide, and hopefully we can, you know, continue to to fly the flag, and um, you know, hopefully one day produce, uh, you know, the draft baking premiership. Oh, but can we ask you why you did finish up your playing career so early? Yeah, probably. Well, really, the injuries just got a got a hold of. Um, had a pretty good run um, in my early years, and then uh, basically I missed a full season when I was at South and didn't play a game, and then. When I come back to the Eagles, my home club, I think I only played 10 league games in three or four years. Um, had a fair few shoulder circles, pectoral ruptures and had to have that replaced. And um, a few little ops here and there and probably just got to the better of me where I was just not getting what I needed out of my body. And But my, my mind and my, um, I guess, my passion to help young players develop um, was obviously, you know, starting to take more of a priority and, um, yeah, decided to, to take away the the anxiety of yeah not being able to play to your to your level and um, yeah obviously Michael Godden you know, asked if I wanted to come and coach the reserves and um, yeah I took up that opportunity with Chris Davies um, as CEO and yeah started that that pathway and um, you know at South Adelaide today um, you know started my yeah fifth year of my contract which is which is great. 
Jared, we've seen a lot of uh, people sort of kickstart their coaching careers by by doing sort of assistant and midfield roles and then going back to, to a Div 1 or Div 2 side, coaching a flag, then coming back in. How important was the time at Henley and the flag there? Yeah, it was... Um, I guess it was just timing more than anything. A lot, a lot of people talk about, um, you know, right place, right time and... I had three years at the Eagles um, under Godzi and, and won two flags at, um, at reserves level there, back-to-back. Um, and then, yeah, come to South under Brad Gotch and learn a different system. Um, you know, Godzi was, was quite offensive and a bit more of a, um, uh, you know, ball movement, you know, flary type coach um, when he first started, really promoting players' strengths. And, and I wanted to get into a, a little bit more of a, a different system and, and Gotchi sort of had a bit more of a defensive role and a defensive structure. So it was good to blend the two. And um, I was just, yeah, uh, my wife and I were expecting our, our first um, uh, child. And it was probably time to step back um, from the full-time rigours of, you know, three nights a week and coding as an assistant coach with my full-time job that I was doing. And um, an opportunity come up in my home club. Um, they'd just been relegated. Um, and, and I think only one or one or two games. Um, and... They called and said, do you want to come and coach? And it's two minutes from down down the road at home, and it just fitted really well. Um, so the plan was probably to do that for probably two or three years and, again, just build the build the club up and, and, and get to know list management and all the rest. And, yeah, won the flag that year, which was great. Um, went straight back into Div 1. And, uh, yeah, Gary Hocking resigned after one year and took a job in the AFL. So South come calling, and it was... Yeah, probably a year or two earlier than I was planning to, you know, in my time frame to, to take on a full-time role. But um, like I said, the opportunity was there and, uh, and I jumped straight in. Mate, let's talk about uh, the footy on the weekend. Uh, it's always a tough trip, no matter how well the dogs are going to go out to the Ponderosa. Um, you did go in as favourites, though. What, what's the wash-up from the one-point loss to the dogs? Yeah, it was... Um it was pretty heartbreaking, not going to lie. Um, the players are, are, are pretty shocked by what unfolded in that final sort of 10 minutes. Um, but again, the wash-up is we just didn't capitalise on our momentum enough early in the game. Um, we were sort of going through the statistics last night and you know, we're, I think we're in the top two um, in the competition for scores, shots on goal and inside 50s and in first quarters, but we're, we're, we're tense for accuracy. We're, we've, we've run at 36% in front of goals in first quarters. So, um, you know, instead of being five or six goals up, you know, to be honest, most weeks we're going in with a goal up and um, and then just leaving ourselves in vulnerable positions. So that was probably, the, uh, I guess, the positivity that our method and our, and our brand works when we're, when we're going well. We just need to get some execution a little bit better to, to take that momentum because every team's going to have 10 or 15 minutes of momentum and, you know, the doggies had theirs in the last the last 10 minutes of the game and, and, and kick two goal four and off the back of some really strong contest work by them and, and some really probably poor decision-making from, from our boys. But we were two rotations down at half-time with our two best mids, Ollie Davis and, and Mitch O'Neill, didn't play the last half. So we were we were out in our legs in the biggest ground in Australia. And, um, you know, there was probably a few reasons that crept in, but we still... We still, you know, felt that we made some pretty poor decisions in that last five or six minutes. But you know, credit to the dogs; they they were ferocious and they come at us in the last ten minutes. Then we we copped up a, a twenty point lead with, in the last fifteen minutes. 
Jared, uh, I know Bryce Gibbs was a big loss. Um, we're starting to do a fair bit here with us at SEN, and we love him. But uh, well, what's he like, sort of around and his contribution um, and knowledge of the game? He's getting very comfortable behind the mic as well, Buffer. <laughs> he loves it. Yes, no, he's. Um, I tune in on the way to on the way to games now. It's um, some, some good listening, uh, to be honest, boys. But um, no, he, he, he's terrific. He's done a great job under Mark Clayton, um, our talent manager and, and under 18s coach, and. Last year was just, you know, dipping the toes in and understanding, you know, the pathway development and, um, you know, managing the, you know, the 14s and 15s and, I guess, helping the 16s programming. And, um, you know, this year he's, he's really flourished in his role and, and supporting Mark Clayton, uh, taking a lot of, I guess, um, load off of off Clayton's role. And, um, you know, we're, we're starting to see some, some better fruits come out of our zone. Um, you know, we're, we're still, still probably, you know, got some, you know, total depth of numbers of quality um, that we're still trying to produce and find, but um, uh, uh, Gibber's been great. Obviously, it's unfortunate that he's going to miss you know, 70% of the, the season with a, with a shoulder surgery and um, unfortunately added to the probably the, the list of run that we've, we've had this year with injuries with you know, probably our you know, six or seven best players being out for multiple um, most stages of the year, so it hasn't been hasn't been quite the year that we planned out um, from a, a list management point of view at the start of the year. And you, know, you capped that off with, I think, four five games that would be decided in the last 30 seconds of the game and you come out five losses. It um, sort of feels like a year of what could have been, but we've still got you know, six games to go and, uh, and a chance to make finals. So we just need to keep moving forward. Jared, very quickly, uh, Glenel coming off a bad loss. You go and play the Bays. What's the key to beating them? Is it is, uh, what's stopping Bailey and McBean? Uh, there's probably a multiple of players that you've got to try and stop. They're, they've got talent, talent to burn, um, the Tigers. So we'll certainly have our work cut out for us um, with, I guess, you know, their midfield um, experience, um, you know, Snook and Lyons and Partington. Um, you know, they've got some real quality um, experience, AFL players, Matty Allen, Billy Stretch. Um, and, yeah, unfortunately, we've... We'll, uh, we'll be missing sort of our, our key players in that phase. So we, we need to be really strong defensively and, um, you know, stop stop, the, stop their scoring power and McBean, Hosey, Reynolds. So, um, look, we match up really well against them. Um, generally, all of our contests over the last four years have been really tight um, in, in the ledger. And uh, when we played them, you know, six or seven weeks ago, we were you know, up by eight points late in the third quarter. And, um, yeah, they, they pushed the button the last quarter and ended up winning by 30 points. So we'll... We'll have a work cut out for us, but we're certainly confident we match up on, on them well enough. We just need to start well. Jared, best of luck uh, on the weekend, mate. We'll chat again soon. Thanks, boys. Jared right there, the coach of South Adelaide. Hazy, we're out of time. End of the show. Yeah, end of the show. A couple of big games coming up this weekend. Of course, Blood's taking on the Dogs. That's going to be uh, tough to um, pick that, uh, a result from that one. Well, you uh, have to go with Centrals, the form they're in. The form they're in, very good. But, geez, the Bloods, they're due. Haven't won this They year. are due, but the Doggies have been excellent. Yeah, they have been good. Uh, Panthers taking on Glenelg as well. You can catch that on SENSA. It's That's going to be a, gonna a, be a cracker of a game. Eagles taking on Port Adelaide. You'd expect a bigger performance from Port Adelaide. They have to. One goal four is just not good enough. Game of the round this, Cooper Stadium. Yep. Roosters taking on the Red Legs. And then the other game on SENSA will be the Crows taking on Sturt on Sunday. And that's going to be a tough game to pick as well. Depends yeah. on what happens with selection for the Crows. Yeah, I'd still think the Crows probably going to be deep enough, aren't mm. they? 
Is that what you reckon? I think so, yeah. They're, they're playing some really, really good footy at the minute. That's all we've got time for on the Sample Show. All thanks to Host Plus. Keeping the kids entertained at the Host Plus Sample League this weekend. Nothing beats it. Uh, we'll see you again, same time, same place next week. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.